0: Welcome to the AcuSprout podcast, where it's my mission to help new practitioners of Chinese medicine navigate from school to career. I'm Stacy. I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, podcaster, coach, and creator of magical networks. Be sure to check out all four pillars of the podcast where I cover case studies to sharpen your clinical skills, Mindset Mondays to support your mental health, New practitioner interviews to prove that you are not alone and all things business from launching your practice to negotiating your pay if you choose to be an employee. This podcast is made possible by our sponsors. So if you would like to support the podcast, be sure to check out the sponsors page on the website to claim your special AccuSprout offers. When I first started my practice, I was actually kind of a disaster when it came to my books. I hired an accountant who actually laundered money from another client. So I went on a quest to find a bookkeeper who really tailors to and loves working with acupuncturists. And I found Sarah at Horizon West Bookkeeping and I'm feeling pretty fortunate. Sarah offers acupuncturists and the Accusprout community a couple different packages so that she can meet you where you are. If you're new to practice, she can come in and do what's called a QuickBooks startup package for you, where you get pretty deep discounts on QuickBooks for about four months. She sets up your chart of accounts, assists with linking your bank accounts, makes sure that all the transactions are imported, and then teaches you how to use it with two hours of one-on-one training. It's a killer deal. She also offers cleanup packages and catch-up packages. Not catch up packages, guys. Catch up packages. And a monthly package, which is what I use. And I find it quite affordable and so, so, so worth it because honestly, I never since the beginning have been able to keep up with my bookkeeping. You can schedule a free 15 minute consultation with Sarah to make sure that you guys are the right fit for each other. And you can do that at horizonwestbookkeeping.com forward slash AccuSprout or look for the link in the show notes. Today's episode is also sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your acupuncture practice. Jane offers flexible scheduling options that match the way you work. You have the option of offering one-on-one online sessions for initial consults, meeting in person, and scheduling staggered appointments to accommodate treating patients across different treatment rooms. Jane, how's you covered Keep the relaxation going with a seamless checkout experience using Jane's PCI-compliant payment solution, Jane Payments. You can collect patient credit cards securely through your intake form or at the time of booking with an online booking payment policy. This can also help reduce no-shows in your practice. It's a win-win. And Jane's unlimited SMS and email reminders can be sent automatically before each appointment as an extra layer of no-show protection. To learn more about how Jane's helpful features can help you power your acupuncture practice, head to jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team, or if you're ready to get started, head on over to accusprout.com forward slash Jane. And remember to use the code accusprout1mo at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Welcome back, AccuSprouts. This is Stacey Whitcomb, and I'm the host of the AccuSprout podcast. I tend to the business of medicine, so new practitioners can more seamlessly get to the practice of their dreams. Today, we are going to be discussing your website. I am so sure that you guys are like, yay, I can't wait. I've been just dying to get to my website for the last four years. (laughs) Oh God, I feel you. I totally feel you. But before we start, I'm just going to give you a quick little rundown of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how to attract your patients with your website. And I do emphasize your, because you must have that patient in mind when you're designing your website who do you want? Who do you want in your practice? What do you want your practice to look like? We've already discussed this in some some of the Mindset Monday episodes. So if you haven't listened to those, you might run over to the website. I've put them in order at the accusprout.com website, but you really need to know who who you're trying to attract. So anyway, we're going to go into how you can do that with your website. And then we're going to go over the five must-have pages that every acupuncturist or Chinese herbalist should have on their website. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what should be above the fold and why and what the fold even is. And lastly, I am going to give you the special sauce recipe on how to take your website 2.0. Before we start, I want to tell you a little story. So in our business class, we had to, in school, we had to develop a website. And I can remember Like, okay. I worked on people for 20 years, not computers. I did massage for 20 years or more than that, actually. By the time I got to acupuncture school, no, I have no tech skills whatsoever. We get to a business class and he makes us, the teacher makes us create a website. I think it was on Wix. And I was in my own personal hell. Absolutely own personal hell for so many reasons. I hated sitting in front of a computer. I hated the tech. I hated every minute of trying to figure out how to make the simplest things work. I could not get the picture sized. I could not find the right font. I could not like, I'm pretty artistic human being and I can see it in my head, but I had no way to translate what was in my head to what's going on the screen because I had zero skills. And when I say I had zero skills, y'all, I mean zero because we didn't have... <laughs> I'm going to age myself now. We didn't have computers in school. I mean, we st- even when I was in college with my undergrad, we had computer lab. And basically it was just a word processing. I think the internet came after I got out of college. So there's no development of skills. Perhaps millennials are younger, or like what, whatever. I am so tired of hearing these old people whine about this. It's, it's, it's sort of like learning a sport when you're really young. If you learn a sport when you're a kid, like soccer, your body has all of that muscle memory and all that fundamental fundamental knowledge so that even if you don't do it for 20 years you can go back and you're probably still going to be pretty good well if you if you don't grow up on computers it's the same thing like there's zero the basics there's it's pathetic it's really hard i'm really sucky And so you know how it is when you're in school. You're like, I don't want to spend two hours trying to figure out how to make the picture the right size on my stupid website that isn't even useful at this point. I'd rather be memorizing those herbs for that final. So so of course, it's all shitty, right? It looked like crap. And it did. And I remember this, the instructor said, so, you know, in, in our part of our exercise, what did you learn from this exercise? And I have no idea what he thought we were going to answer. But basically what I learned and said at that given point in time was, I never want to develop another fucking website ever again. And I've been eating those words like <laughs> crazy because I have. I think I've developed two or three now, and they're not, they're not amazing, but I'm learning every time I do it. And so, since y'all are trying to figure it out right now too, and maybe some of you don't have the tech skills, here is a very basic, very useful podcast on your website. Now, my personal, I think I've talked to you guys about this before, my personal acupuncture business website is really bad right now. So if you chase me down and you're doing searches and such, and you find my personal website, please know, I know it is not what I'm telling you to do. (laughs) It's a pure example of what not to do. And I haven't fixed it yet because, you know, pandemic, and I'd rather do this. But my website on my AccuSprout podcast at AccuSprout.com is actually... I'm growing into all these fundamentals right with you. And I'm doing the things that I'm telling you to do um, a little differently because it's not necessarily for a clinic or a business for a practice, but similar. Careful what you say when you get out of school. The thing—the The thing that you hated the most about school, you will be doing it. Okay, so let's talk about how to attract your patients to your website and what does that mean? When I say your patients, I do this thing a lot with Mindset Monday where I flip back and forth and I really talk about like in your writing, in your copyright, you want your patients, the people looking at your website, who are your patients, to see that you see them. When you're writing, you need to think like that. That can look like a couple different things. It can look like make yourself relatable, have a little story, not a huge one. Don't, because people don't pay attention. They'll you've got their their attention for a very short amount of time, but you want you want to make sure that you're writing for somebody. You're building this website for somebody, and so I encourage you to really think about who your dream patient might be. And it can change. Gosh y'all are such perfectionists I'm very yalling today <laughs> We're so, I, and I think it's inherent just in the in the level of education but such perfectionists please do not let perfection, Stop you from moving forward. Progress over perfection. You can correct along the way. It's fine if your website isn't perfect. It's fine if it doesn't look amazing right now. You're gonna do it over and over. You're gonna spend time and get better and better at it. And it will come much quicker once you do that. But please don't, please don't not have a website because you can't get your About Me page perfect. That is crazy because there are patients, people who want to find you and they're not going to find you if you don't put your website up. (laughs) So don't get stuck on perfect. I hope that you have some sort of an outline at this point, because what I'm going to do and give you today is going to help you shore up things quite a bit. Okay. So how to attract your patients with your website. You're going to think this through even in it's sort of like inviting somebody into your house. Like you're trying to make friends with somebody. And so you want your house to look kind of nice when, <laughs> when someone comes over. So in other words, you don't want, you know, a, a door hanging off its hinges or you guys know what I'm talking about. You want it to look nice. But not only that, you want it to look like you. A little bit about you. When you're designing your website, you want to kind of keep in mind branding, and I, and you know, nobody talks about that, but what does branding mean? Branding means like pick a color scheme, pick your fonts before you start, pick these things out and carry them through because you're going to carry them also through. If you choose to later down the line, when we're talking about social media, you're going to use those colors, those fonts in your branding, in those places as well. And you're just going to tie it all together. So you want to pick your fonts and you please do not spend Ages on this. It's silly. But you can go back and change it. Just remember that. Nothing's permanent. You can always change things as you go. And you like I said, you'll grow into things. But you want to you want to make your house look nice when you invite people over. And you also want to attract the people that you want in your house. The way that you're going to do that on your website is is the color scheme. You're also in the language and in the pictures. And if you I encourage you to kind of niche down a little bit. I think we're taught that you just open the door and take everybody, but if you want a specific type of patient to show up at your door, the algorithms for what that person, the kind of language that person's going to use when they're typing in acupuncture for eye problems, <sighs> if they, if you've niched, you're going to get every single hit on that and you're going to attract that exact person. So if there's something that you truly enjoy and you can, once again, you can always change this later. Like, I feel like I started and I went broad because I wasn't really sure that I wanted to do orthopedic acupuncture. It's, it's, you know, orthopedic sports medicine has been my background forever. And I sort of wanted to maybe just be open to something new. And I think that that was basically bit me in the ass, honestly, because now, especially in the middle of a pandemic, like I'm definitely cinching down and thinking about, like, oh, all right, well, let's let's do that and attract that population and do it through a new website, and new visuals, and new language. So that's how it; those people are going to find you. In other words, I would be more geared to. I've worked with competitive level athletes in the past. And if I really wanted to throw it out there, and at this point, honestly, with my business, with the, with my clinic, I have nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose at this point. I totally know it's going to work because it worked in my massage practice too. My language would be, you know, pictures of athletes doing their thing, mountain bikers or whatever, and the types of injuries that might be incurred. So then I would do blogs on that. In business, they've changed this from target market. They call this now avatar which I think is cheesy, but whatever. Who's your avatar? And then you need to think about like where they hang out, what kind of language they use, what books they read, what everything. Once again, Mindset Monday, I will do a huge podcast on attracting your avatar. And we'll talk about that some more, but that's just something you need to keep in mind when you start developing your website, because it needs to look like who you're attracting. Next, let's talk about the pages or the tabs that you need to have on your website. So I'm going to tell you the tabs that you need for your website, and then we'll go down and I'll break them down for you. You're going to need an about tab. And I'm saying tab, but I mean page as well. So you're going to need an about page. You'll have a services page, uh, a schedule or book now page, a contact page, and a blog page. Okay, let's talk about your about page. So on your about page, you can branch it out so that you have a couple different um, pages under that heading. So this is the tabs that go across the top of your page. Okay. So you're going to have about services, schedule, or however you want to say it, book now, contact and blog. You can change these around how you want to say them. Okay. About. So then subcategories that you want to have under these pages, your about page, you can have like 3 pages under that. You can have practitioner, so you can have a page about you, you can have a page about the company or the business, and then you can have a page for testimonials. This is how I would do it. You don't have to do it that way. On your practitioner page, you could actually have a testimonials slider. You know, I think you've seen those you Google that if you don't know what that looks like, but basically, instead of having a rolling page of testimonials, it just flips through. And I didn't say this before, but when you're choosing a website, you want to choose a website that is mobile ready. And what that means is when you look at it on a phone, it looks good. And what I love about (laughs) this is, this is so great because you guys, I'm putting you guys a step ahead of practitioners who've been out for 20 years. (laughs) I think there's so many horrible, horrible websites out there and it's because they're busy. And they're, they're, they've been in business for 20 years. I know this because I, I know the practitioners in my town that have been in business for 20 years and their websites are hellish. And that's what prompted this podcast actually was one of my friends asked me to do an audit on her website that's been sitting there forever. And so that's what I'm doing, but if you guys have stellar looking websites, you're going to attract patients more quickly than practitioners who've been out there for a long time. They're getting their word of mouth patients, but you're going to get the online patients if you really do a good job of this. Let me repeat that because that was a big thing. If you're if you multitasking, listen to that. Practitioners who've been out there for 20 years are probably just getting word of mouth referrals, which is stellar and it's exactly what you want. But if somebody, if a new patient doesn't know who to go to and they go online and they're looking around and you, those practitioners who've been out there for 20 years, the majority of them have not updated their websites and they look like caca. If you have a stellar looking website, you are going to get the patient. Got that? That's big. That's really big. And that's why when I tell you To put your energy, your first amount of energy in marketing or whatever, it needs to be in your website, not on social media, not anywhere else. It needs to be on your website first because that is where people are looking for acupuncturist is online. Okay. About. So three tabs. This is the way I would do it. Three tabs, practitioner page, company page, or about the company and testimonials. Now things to have on your practitioner page. It's really nice to tell a little story about whatever, why you're drawn to the medicine, but you don't need to drag it out too much. But if you are treating something that you were yourself treated for, and that's why you're there, that's very relatable. And that's the thing that you really want to focus on in your about on the practitioner page. You want to be relatable. And I'll tell you what's not relatable. All of your degrees and letters and certifications and it's impressive, but it's not relatable. So remember that. It's really nice to see like, let's hear about who you are, why you practice this medicine, who you really find that you have clinical success with, that you really feel like you can help. Perhaps at the bottom, you can list education and 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 certificates and just do it that way. I do think that it's important that people know how long you went to school and how much education that this all required. So you can mention that. That's totally cool. And I think that that's we deserve that <laughs> little mention. And I don't think a lot of people know that. So it's an educational aspect. So I think that's great, but it's really boring. I don't know if you guys have noticed from somebody who's out there looking at stuff, I do want to know that you're educated and that you've done a lot and that you've done some pretty um, specific stuff, especially regarding me, my new patient case, my gut issues or whatever. But it gets a little boring when you're like, I'm NCC AOM certified and I passed the herbal board exam. People don't know what that means. <laughs> Got me? I'm moving on. Your company page. I do think you need a company page. And be careful of your, your wording here. If you are a we, go ahead and say, we do this. But if you are just a you, go ahead and say, I. Because if it's just you, it's not. you don't have to be a big company to be relevant. People want you to take care of them. They want you. They want to know what you do. So it's completely relevant and important and fine if you are a company of one to say that you are a company of one. Absolutely. Don't feel the pure pressure to be a big company. No, seriously. It's okay to be a company of one. Your company page is a really great place to write out your um, mission statement and your vision and your company goals. Once again, back to the Mindset Monday episodes, you can find all of those things outlined in the Mindset Monday episodes. That's what they're all about. How to find your niche or your your vibe with your company and with your vision, with your future practice. Okay. Company. I would put, that's where I put my mission statement and my values, et cetera, so that people know who you're, who you are. They know if they relate to you. In other words, if you're actually doing community acupuncture and your target market or your avatar is the LGBTQ population, then your company page should be pretty strong with, you know, things that are pertinent to the LGBTQ lifestyle, politics, Safety obviously would be one of your great values. So there you have it. And that's important because people are looking for that. So if you're a family practitioner and you really want to focus on family, then you want to have family values on your values, you know, and your mission statement should be similar. Okay. Last page on this about section could be testimonials. And you should, if you're a student, start collecting testimonials or ask for testimonials from your patients that you're treating in clinic. I had some really great testimonials coming out of school and it was really nice and beneficial. And then when I had some clinic successes, then those are the people that ask for your, te- your testimonials. And then you can also later down the line, we could take this 2.0 and get those up on um, Google, which is a big thing. It'll drive your algorithm up. Next page. Services. This is where you are going to discuss all of the modalities of Chinese medicine that you do. If you don't do it, don't put it up. It's confusing. Obviously you're going to talk about acupuncture, talk about gua sha, talk about herbs, talk about body work, et cetera. Remember, I'm going to say this again. Remember people are looking at you to see if you see them. So if you talk about gua sha in completely Chinese medicine terms, it's not interesting. What's interesting is if I'm targeting sports medicine individuals, I would go deep on Gua Sha. Hey, did you know that Gua Sha is similar to myofascial release, which can help release your IT band so that you don't have knee pain when you run? Gua Sha can treat so many orthopedic injuries and to top it off, it can help you if you're catching a cold. Here's what how we do Gua Sha. That was a good example. There you have that. <laughs> Or body work. You know, if you do body work and you're, if you're targeting pregnant women and you want to work strictly with pregnant women, then you could talk about all the benefits of body work from that perspective. Know your perspective before you start talking, give the information. It's great, but make it also relatable to your avatar. Another page you can put under services as well is specialties. So if you do injection therapy or if you do, you specifically have a deep training on dermatology, you can go a little deep on that. Fertility, if you're a, a- born, you can go deep on that under a specialties page. There's a couple things you can do here. So you've got services tab on your menu. You could divide it up and you could actually do a page for each thing, like a page for acupuncture, a page for herbal medicine, But if it were me, I would just do a scrolling page of the modalities that I do. Acupuncture, herbal medicine, gua sha, cupping, electro. And then I would have another page for specialties. Specialties, orthopedic pain management, orthopedic, post-operative or post-surgical rehabilitation for ACL reconstruction. (laughs) That was good, wasn't it? I could do that, actually. And there's a good place for that. And then not only that, you can, you can touch on those things briefly. You can make a rolling page be like, I do injections. I do post-operative acupuncture. I do, et cetera. And then you can also link later. You're going to do blogging. You can link the two. How acupuncture and electro can speed the recovery of ACL reconstruction. Boom. You can lead them forward. So if they hit that and they see that's a specialty, then they can go read your blog. That's what I'm saying. Not only that, it makes you very searchable. And this is also what's very important about your website is that it makes you searchable. In other words, if somebody types in post-operative ACL reconstruction acupuncture in Bellingham, Washington, guess whose page that's going to? That's going to my page, not to anybody else's page. So that's why this is so important. The number one thing that I get asked for help with is I need, I want, I want more patients. How do I get more patients? This, this is, this is it. This is how you get new patients. And this is where you need to spend your time first. Later you can do social media, but this is your number one priority. This is your house and social media. Social media is rented property or rental space. In other words, you don't build a house. On rental property. You do not own those platforms. Anything can change there. You use those platforms to drive people to your website. You want to send people to your home. Well, not really, but that, that would be weird, but you know what I mean. Okay. So services, specialties, your next page should be uh, your schedule or book now page. And I do encourage you to actually have a button At the top, you're gonna have that button in a couple places. Or you're I'm gonna say this again. You're gonna have this as a page and you're gonna have this as a tab in your menu, but I also want to see this schedule or book now button in two other places. You'll want to have this on your in your above the fold, which we'll go over in a few minutes, but you're also gonna want to have it on that schedule page, book now. Obviously. What can you put on this schedule or book now page? This is where you can put your COVID rules or your pandemic rules or your pandemic update. I would highly encourage you to have some policies. This is a really great place to list your policies. So one would be COVID and then your procedures, the patient procedures. What can they expect when they come into your office because of the current pandemic? Another thing to put on this page is your cancellation policy. This is really important. So your cancellation policy should be pretty much everywhere where a new patient goes. And this is where a new patient is going to go. They're going to go to your schedule now page because, and this is 20 plus years of experience. I always have my patients or clients when I was a massage therapist sign the cancellation policy ultimately in the paperwork so that they see it. But I'm, you know, they don't read it, just so you know, they don't read it. And then I also, it's on the website. So when somebody breaks the cancellation policy and they're angry with you because you're charging them, you can refer back and say, look, you signed the cancellation policy and it's on the website. Very clear. It's underneath the book now button. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a just a, that's an old school tip. There you go. There you have it. That's an experience talking right there. Another thing that I used to do as well, there was a period for some reason in my massage career where I just had in like a six month period, I had this streak of people just canceling on me and they were really good clients and they were canceling, you know, obviously under the 24 hour mark and I had to revamp my cancellation policy and I had every single person sign it. When they came back in, I printed. It when I was in the paper paper era, but I had the, I had it printed, and before their next appointment, everybody, not just these people, everybody, I just wanted to reiterate my cancellation policy. Just make sure they know what it is, you, because if they know what it is, you do not have to have this discussion. It is uncomfortable. <laughs> it is an uncomfortable conversation. It's one that you have to get used to if you're new. It is uncomfortable. So do everything you can to make it not happen. As a side note, honestly, when people cancel, I usually take that opportunity to re-educate them about the cancellation policy. And if they've done it in a short period, like in a, they did it to me under 24 hours, I don't charge for the first one. I always just say, Hey, I see that you canceled. And it was outside of the cancellation policy time period. I charge when people cancel and they don't give me 24 hours notice. That was in the intake forms information. And it's also on the website. I always give my people a freebie, the first freebie. But I just want you to know that, that this is, that this is the policy for next time. And they're always like, oh gosh, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. And that's a really great way to handle it. And then note it. So I have a little red tab in my electronic health records, and that's where I keep keep note of that. On such and such date, they canceled. I told them about the cancellation policy and gave them one freebie. So then I know, okay, that's it on the cancellation policy. This is also where you want to have your, you can have your location and hours here as well. The fourth page is the contact page. On this page, you can have your map. You could also have, these are kind of flip floppy, right? I know a lot of practitioners that like to have like a collection form on their contact page so that people can ask them questions just in case you are um, not able to answer your phone, then at least you have this place for them to do that. I think a collection form is actually a really good idea. It gives your people a place of contact. And instead of the, giving them one more step of sending you an email you can keep them on your page. And that is really a huge goal. The longer that you have people on your website, the better the outcome is going to be as far as converting them into a patient. So this idea of having a collection form on your contact page is a great idea. And you could just put on there, you know, have questions, feel free to ask me here or need to schedule an appointment feel free to, you know, that could be part of your COVID situation too, as a lot of us are no longer allowing people to schedule electronically. We're trying to control our schedule a little bit more. So you could do a collection form for that too. Like, are you looking for appointments? Please send me, an, send me, you know, type in here when your availability is, et cetera. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. But if you're going to do that, be the person that actually is diligent enough to actually return those emails. It's a big deal. It's really bad business to not comment back within 24 hours on these contact forms. So if you cannot do that, do not put a contact form up there. Do not. Because flaky business is bad business, my friends. Bad business. This is another place where you have your schedule button. You can, once again, put your cancellation policy on this contact page. Any special instructions that you might have, like if they need to park someplace, like the best parking, or if you have to go up the stairs and to the left, or if any special instructions at all can go on this page. And then lastly, you want to put your email address on this page as well, because we all have different love languages, right? (laughs) Maybe they don't want to fill out the form, but they'll send you an email. You just want to make sure that you have a place where they can contact you. That sums up the contact page. It's a little loose. It's kind of what you want to put on there. That's up to you. And you could actually, if you really want to, combine the schedule or book now page with your contact page. Totally fine. Last tab is your blog. And I can hear your eyes rolling into the back of your head right now because mine do too. That was the biggest advice that I got from my mentor was to write a blog, and I absolutely didn't do it. But it is the way that people find you is the algorithms and searches, and the more information that you have, especially if you niche down the more information that you have about a specific topic or have about what you do, who you like to treat, the benefits of it all, then they can find you. And it also ranks you higher on searches. The 2.0 of the blog is being able to put it into a process so that you can repurpose the content into an Instagram feed, a Facebook feed, a Twitter feed, etc. That is the 2.0, but just having a blog and thinking when you write it about how you're connecting it to other places because like I said, you want people rambling around on your website, your conversion rate to getting them into a patient is a much better prospect if you can keep people reading and learning about acupuncture and about you. Those are the five pages, the five must-have pages for your acupuncture practice website. You can add more I highly suggest that if you take insurance, that you actually have an insurance tab and then on that page, you explain to them in detail how to, whatever your procedure is there, right? If I were taking insurance, which I don't, but I know how, I would say it is your responsibility to understand what your insurance covers. I encourage you to call your insurance companies straight away and ask them these questions. Do you take acupuncture? What do you cover? How many visits am I allowed per year? What does the insurance cover and what am I responsible for? Have the questions there for them so that when they call, they know what to do. <laughs> Most people don't know what to ask. Like You're telling them one thing and, and they're going to go, oh yeah, it covers acupuncture. Well, Lo and behold, it only covers 50%, and you've already seen them for three visits. Well, they're gonna be pissed. Give them some education on the front end, right? Especially if you're gonna make them call. Now, you can call, which is great too, if that's what you want to do. It's a nice service. And I think knowing how and the questions that you need to ask as well are important. And so you're gonna ask them the same questions. But I'm not gonna get into that. That's a whole other podcast. So you can also list all of the insurance, the insurances that you take, and then any forms that they need to fill out. If somebody has insurance, that's one of their top questions is whether or not you take it. So freaking have that as a, as a tab, make it easy, make it easy for people and then have everything, all the different insurances that you take and go from there and type in your procedures, et cetera. Yep. I don't want to take insurance and kudos to you. If you do, that's great. Put a freaking tab up so you can capture those people because they go right past me. As soon as they know that I don't take insurance, they move on. You know, dinner's not served at my restaurant, so they're going to go somewhere else. And so they, you want you want them to see right away that you do that. Okay, so we've covered the five pages plus insurance. Let's talk about the fold. So the fold. This term, the fold, originally came from a newspaper front page on the front half, the top half is above the fold. And that's the most important part, right? That's the part that everybody sees. So that's the most important catch. That's what grabs people and pulls them into reading the paper, to picking it up, to and unfolding it. It's the same thing with a website. When you land on a website, what you see is what's considered above the fold. Some things that you want above the fold that are, <laughs> my gosh, this is so important. This is listen to me now. This is so important above the fold. Okay. You want your tabs. You want to have a schedule now button. You need to have a banner or something. You you need to have a statement. And we've talked about this too. This this is what I was calling it mindset Monday, the mission statement. It's a statement about what you do and who you do it for and why. So For example, this is where I would say I provide orthopedic acupuncture and herbal supplements to competitive level athletes so that so that they can continually perform at the top of their game. That's where you would put something like that. And once again, who's your avatar? Who are you looking for? This is how you get them to come to your clinic. This sounds stupid too. Okay. So maybe, maybe, because I get a little pushback on this. Maybe that's too frightening for you or maybe you think that sounds cheesy and salesy. I'm going to I'm going to call you out on it. I'm going to say no. It isn't. It it is businessy, definitely in the in the mindset of like I have a catchphrase. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> you have 10 to 15 seconds. That's it. You have 10 to 15 seconds, and then they're going to go somewhere else. If they are an athlete and they're looking for acupuncture and they are competitive, they are so going to be so happy that they just read that. If they're somebody who's 80 and is having eye problems, they're going to be so happy they just read that (laughs) and they're going to move on. You know, like, and it's okay. It will be okay because this is how you grow. You get those people in. I get those people in. I create clinic success. Do you know who they hang out with? They hang out with other athletes or they hang out with other 80-year-old people who have eye problems and they start talking and then you get your personal referrals. And then 20 years later, you can just still have the same crappy website because you haven't updated it because you're too busy. So, do this. Put a banner above the fold or a saying above the fold of what you do, who you do it for, so that... Don't forget that. That's the last part. Why do you do it? You do it so that something, so that they can do, so that they can continue to interact and see their grandchildren, so that they can continue the quality of life and go up and down stairs, so that whatever it is. You know what it is because I know that by the end of this podcast, you have been thinking about who your avatar, who your target market, who your ideal patient is. And this is who you're writing it for. You can also put a schedule now button underneath that. If you want another really great thing to have above the fold is a search bar. So that <laughs> if somebody is looking for kind of like going back to the knowledge of the ACL reconstruction post operative acupuncture, electro acupuncture, speeding recovery conversation, if they put in ACL reconstruction and I've written a blog on it, bam. So it's, it's kind of nice that way you don't have to keep or if, or if they're looking to see if you take insurance and they miss the tab at the top, they can type in insurance and go straight to your page. Search bars are nice and they're easy to put in. So do that. <laughs> Next, what you want in your scrolling on your main page, because we didn't talk about your home page, which is actually another page. It's really nice if you get a website that you land on and the whole entire thing scrolls. And goes through your about page, and you're like, and if you start looking at websites, you can see how this works on some people's websites, and it's just really nice, and it flows really well. So what happens is you go onto the main page, and you have this this statement: "I treat athletes," blah blah blah. blah. I have my menus. I have my book now button in the upper right hand corner. I also might have a book now button or schedule now button underneath my statement, and then maybe I'll have a little separation. In between that and the next section where I'll put a search bar and then I will scroll in and hopefully, like if you have one of these scrolling websites, it just goes directly into the next page. It'll go into the about me page and, and show you. The reason that I'm babbling on about this for a minute is that you want a photo. You want a face. The next thing that people see after your banner, after this statement is you. They want to see you. <laughs> a- professional picture of you. Not you in professional attire, but a professionally done picture in the same colors as your branding. Following that same color scheme. Also, maybe what your avatar might be looking for, who you think that they want to see as well. Ultimately, you want a nice headshot or a nice picture of yourself. And then a little bit about you. If it doesn't go directly to your about page, then just do a quick little blurb about you and your clinic and and, and who you treat. But you you need a photo. You need a photo. That, that covers above the fold. Lastly, your special sauce recipe of how to take your website 2.0 list. Okay. Branding. We covered that. Pick a color, pick a font. We would cover that. At the bottom of every single page, you want to have your address with your zip code as well. And that's just a algorithm computer thing. So that I think you guys probably noticed that when you do searches, it'll say, it'll automatically populate. Like if you're looking for acupuncture, the search bar will sometimes populate near me. And so that's how they they find you based on your zip code you, I highly encourage, if you are doing anything on social media, then be sure to put your buttons down there and ask them to follow you on social media. You may actually also have, like I said, a slider. If you go to my AccuSprout page, you'll see that I have a slider of Instagram posts at the bottom there. So every time I post on Instagram and Facebook, it shows up on my website. That's how you're going to build as many touch points as you possibly can with people who haven't become your patients yet. Plus you're going to continually provide really great content and information for people on how to stay healthy. Professional photos, all of your photos need to be professional. Not, they can be stock. Some of these websites have really great stock choices, but your photos of yourself, et cetera, need to be professional photos. And lastly, and this is really, really important And this is also a whole other podcast on its own, but you want to have an email catch. Even if you're not going to do anything with it right now, put it on there and then catch people's email addresses. The best way to do that is to provide them with something. Instead of saying, join my newsletter now, which people people don't go, yay, please put more mail in my mailbox. But if you provide them with something that's important to them, then they'll be happy to exchange their email for whatever you're giving them. So in other words, after you listen to this podcast, I highly encourage you to go over to the show notes and pick up the free PDF I have on a year's worth of blog topics because you're going to need them. (laughs) No, seriously, I'm not kidding. Check it out in the show notes. See that? See how that works? And I'm not going to nail you with a bunch of stuff, But catching emails is really important because you're going to be able to help people, more people, if you have caught the emails and we'll go into that later. It's very 2.0. Okay, friends, that covers the website for now. (laughs) Please let me know if you have any questions or thoughts, and you can do that by sending me an email at hello at accusprout.com. Otherwise, take care. Progress over perfection. You've got this. I know you can do it. I know you hate it. I did too. (laughs) Let me know if there's anything else I can help you with. All right. Take care. that's it that's the end of the show Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. And if you appreciate this podcast, it would be amazing if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a great review. And if you don't like what I'm doing, then that's okay. No worries. Just skip it.